On today's episode of the Psychic Jam, we are talking about that psychic sucked. You are listening to the Psychic Jam, a podcast that inspires holisticpreneurs like you to gain confidence, to learn, and to listen to your inner voice. Tune in as featured experts of the Psychic Associates discuss heavy and taboo topics, breaking down all the barriers of the realities of working in this industry. Hello. I'm Jay Lane, and I'm joined today by my colleagues, Amber Price and Liz Throp. And we're talking about why some people have the perception that the reading they received from a psychic was way off base or just completely sucked. And ladies, can you relate to this? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yes. Two hands up. <laughs> Make it three. Make it three. We have this you know, perception sometimes, and I've heard this, you know, that psychic sucked. And I ask people like, what is it that makes you think that person sucked? What makes you think that that psychic, because I've heard great things about that psychic. And then they'll start telling me about, well, I went in there and I had heard about her and they said this about her and I went in. And it's all about, I believe, you know, that expectation of what we have when I first started my business, a lot of people would come to see me and I used to tell them I'm not psychic, but they wanted psychic readings. But I didn't advertise that I didn't really have a booking calendar, I didn't have anything. But the thing is, people were telling everybody I was a psychic. So it would set the expectation for that person to have a psychic reading when they came to see me. And they used to get really upset. And they'd say, Well, why aren't you just giving me a psychic reading? And I tell them it's because I'm a medium. And so the thing is, you have to really be clear about setting your expectations. If you're a psychic or a light worker or whatever energy work that you do, you have to be sure to tell people what to expect on their journey by reading with you. If you're not offering that service, make sure that you make it very clear on your website, on your social media, or whoever you're talking to when you're telling them what it is that you do. Make sure that you're very clear about what it is that you do or what it is that you don't do. Liz, can you relate to this? I'm sure. I'm sure I can. Can I ever? It's oh, ridiculous. Yeah. 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 So, okay. So let's like sort of unpack a little bit more here in that you know, we, we rely heavily on reputation in this industry. So we're not like, like in the beginning, all of my client base was reputation based. So you get one bad reading and that person can do a lot of damage to your career. Right now I had, um, in the very beginning of my career, I remember I got asked to come to Toronto, which was a big deal to me. I'm in Niagara. And I was asked to go to Toronto to this fancy condo and, and do a party, my very first party. So you can imagine I was already stressed around that anyway. And I get into this party and there's about 10 people there. And there's a woman who goes first, the very first client. So she sits down and, and I was obviously very nervous. This was my first party. I wanted to put a good impression. I thought I could get more Toronto clients, right? Well, I, I start to give her the information that her team is giving me and her face just went from, you know, worse to worse. <laughs> That's the, best, <laughs> the best way to put it. Oh, yeah. And I basically told this woman that 
I had seen that she'd been single for about seven years. I saw the number seven. And then I said, I feel like you're going to have three choices very shortly. You're going to get three men come in and you're going to have three choices to make. You're going to have to choose between these three men. And she was like, what, what? Oh my God. Home. Are you kidding me? This is ridiculous. I'm not even looking for a man. And it was just, it went postal really, really quickly. Now it was just a very small, thin door between me, this woman and the party on the other side. Prior to her saying that, we could hear people talking in the background. That was normal background chatter at a party. It went quiet and she knew it and I knew it. And she just started spouting off. You suck, lady. You're the worst psychic I've ever seen. What kind of garbage are you throwing at me? And you're expecting me to pay for this shit? I was like, oh, my goodness. Okay, where's the hole? I need I need to fall in the hole. I need it now. I was dying. Anyways, she's like, I'm not paying for this. I am not paying for this. And I, I don't want to hear any more of your garbage. So I was like, fine, go. And I'm like, I'm, I need to leave. Like I'm hyperventilating at this point in such <laughs> distress, you know? And the, the guy that was hosting the party comes in and he's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Don't worry about her. She's like that anyway. He goes, just, I heard such good things about you. That's why you're here. Just can you, can you, can, can, can you continue on? And I was like, are you sure you don't want me to leave? Like, is anybody going to want to see me? And he's like, no, stay, stay, stay and do this. So I stayed. And the guy did the exact same thing, but to the positive when he finished his reading. Oh my God, (laughs) that's psychic ever. Like he was mocking her. Well, long story short, everybody came through. It was a very successful party. Three months goes by guys. And I get a phone call from guests, you guessed, it, it's this woman. Oh, yeah. And she says, I was at a party in Toronto and you may or may not remember me. I'm like, oh, I remember. I remember that voice. That's seared in my brain now, right? <laughs> and she goes, goes on to tell me that she's had these three gentlemen show up in her life and she's confused now as to who to choose. So can I help her? And I was like, absolutely, I can help you. The difference between the three months ago and now I'm having confidence because that moment, that fearful moment of that one scary thing that all psychics are afraid of being told, you're wrong, you're terrible, you suck. It happened and I got through it and I felt so much better for it. But I can guarantee you from the moment that she left that room, she was bad mouthing me to anybody who would listen about how I told her this would happen. But the beautiful thing was these guys came through and I made, actually made a promise that she would go and tell everybody that she told that I sucked, that this actually came true. I said, because you probably tarnished my reputation. And she, and she ended up paying for both readings, the one that she didn't pay for in Toronto and this one. And that was my confidence boost there. Now, why am I sharing this story? Because I, can, I think a lot of psychic mediums can relate to this, where we've had a negative impacting client who just knocked knocked us off our feet and it can be so debilitating um you know doing this industry doing this work in this industry when when we have clients that that take us down like that unfairly okay you have to learn to be confident and share your insight regardless it, it was where i learned that i had to release my ego in, in the, in the um, 
content that I was sharing because it happens. People don't remember stuff and they don't, they don't relate to stuff immediately. That's what psychic work is. It's predictive. So on that note, Amber, what's your thoughts on that? Oh my goodness. It is so true. There is always you know, some memory of a reading or a session that you feel like you don't really know if you've conveyed the insight very well. I mean, for the first part of my, my professional experience as a psychic medium, there were a lot of times where I would sit and try to make sure that I was giving the the message, right? Like, even if it went over time, I was like, okay, they'll, they'll understand it, or we're going to know who this soul is, you know, or whatever. And that stopped very quickly because I, I realized it had a lot to do. How a reading goes is not necessarily all on the psychic. People that are coming for a session also have to take some participation in this process, right? So when you see a psychic, there, that's exactly right, Liz, right? Like you are looking at an expanded awareness. The psychic has an expanded awareness of connecting through that um, psychic energy to see things that either happened in the past, happen, happening now or about to unfold or happening in the future. And we don't necessarily know exactly the date and the time and the things like that. You can get guidelines, but we also have human free will and somebody could be uh, given insight and immediately leave and make all the opposite choices and decisions that are going to either take them out of that altogether or speed up timelines or whatever. So the free will of humans is also going to impact this. The energy that somebody brings into a reading. So when you're sitting in front of someone and you're giving them a a reading, psychics work with energy. If you come to a reading and you have your guard up, like you are in a bubble, (laughs) there is no energy coming in and there's no energy coming out. And you're like, I'm going to go in and I'm going to be stone faced and I'm not going to participate in this at all. Yet you've taken the steps to book an appointment, to drive over or to log on or whatever you're doing and to have this experience. What, and this is where a lot of education goes that I do in my sessions, because energy is exactly what we're working with here. So the more involved and participating you are in this, the more of an experience you're going to get. If you've ever heard of, you get what you put into it. So if you're coming and you're like, I'm not putting any effort into this at all, and I'm blocking my energy, then how would you ever expect to have an energy reading from a psychic or a psychic medium, because that energy will very easily be picked up from the psychic and they will know, okay, I'm not allowed to pass this person's aura, this, this bubble or the wall of protection they've put up It's not going to happen. So this happens a lot in a group, right? Where you have people that are like super excited, um, not and, and let me just clarify, I am not talking about somebody showing up for a reading and telling you everything that you are supposed to be telling them. I don't like that. I don't want that. But hey, other out today. How you doing? Did you have a good day today? <laughs> you know, a little a little small talk at the beginning to say thanks for coming. Hoping, you know, just to kind of be like, hey, one human to another human. How's your day going? How's everything? I'm excited to connect with you today. That's it. 
I'm a psychic who does not want people telling me too much information because I want to tell them. I get excited telling them the stuff that comes through. So I don't want them to tell me. But so in a group, right? So you got people that are excited and people that are, you know, all different levels of, of energy. And then there's always usually one person in this group who's got arms crossed and frown on and I got my bubble up, right? And then they wonder, how come I haven't gotten a reading? Like almost everybody else in the group has gotten a reading and I haven't. Because I'm going to tell you, if you've ever shown up to someone's house and you see all the big signs that say, beware of dog, dog bites or guard dog on duty. That's what I'm seeing. When I see somebody who is doing that with their energy, I'm saying, Hey, I'm going to respect your wishes. I'm not coming near your energy. I'm not, I'm not going to force myself to connect to you when you're very visibly not wanting that to happen. So that's part and parcel of your participation in this experience. Watch your energy. And and like I said, I do a lot of of education around this in my own sessions because I want people to understand your energy is everything. And as a psychic medium, you also have to cut through the energy of grief and fear and nervousness and all of those things, which are very, very normal. And any um, psychic medium would be very familiar working with that energy. I'm talking about the I'm closed off. This ain't happening stuff. So so once you know that energy is needing to be reciprocated, then you're opening the door and now your sign says, welcome. <laughs> choose that door, you know, like to come in and connect with my energy. And then you will experience a whole different session, really. Then you have this beautiful brain. We've got this beautiful mind, right? And that mind is, is created with our, you know, values and our belief systems and, and our past experiences and all of those great things. But when you maybe have already created a belief system around what psychics should or shouldn't be able to do or can and can't do, you are already limiting what your experience will be. So if you believe, for instance, that somebody who just passed away two days ago is unable to come through, then when that psychic medium is bringing through that soul, you're not going to know, you're not going to accept, you're not going to hear this message from this person. You're going to, you're going to glide over it altogether or the opposite. That person died 45 years ago. They shouldn't be here today. Well, my answer is why not? Why not? I, I connect to people and I know you ladies do too, that have passed away like right, like just now or generations back. Right. And sometimes, sometimes I get people who are so far back in generations that when the person I'm reading goes home, they have to ask their extended family, like their parents or their grandparents or aunts and uncles, because they're like, I I don't know who Amber was really referring to, but she was adamant that this person was here and she's connected to you. And this is who she was. And they would say, oh yeah, that was, you know, aunt Marjorie or whatever. Right. (laughs) (laughs) He's right. He was married to Jim, right? Or whatever. So, so you've got all of these different things, but this comes with the 
expanded awareness that I was talking about, where you're not focusing on the fixed belief systems that you have come into. So I always ask my clients to come with an open mind, come with that open mind. You know, I, I remind people, okay, take a deep breath, breathe, because sometimes when you're so excited and so full of anticipation, or you just want them to say pink underwear during your session so that you know (laughs) (laughs) that your sister is coming through and she said pink underwear as the code, but that can't happen if you're constricted with your energy, right? And if you have a a constricted mindset or constricted awareness, you have to be flowy. You have to be the ocean. You have to go with it. The other thing too is why would somebody come through if they are not my family? Like it's my coworker sister who's coming through, or you're talking about my husband's dog when he was growing up. Okay, again, we're connecting to you and you're going to bring a whole slew of energy because you have a soul family that you're not really understanding that's even way expanded past what you can see here in the physical world as a human. So yes, when you show up, you might get told information or insights about people that are not directly connected to you or are not about you. (laughs) And sometimes that's hard to, to understand, right? But really, is it like if you're a mom, why wouldn't something come through about your children? Or if you're caretaking for your dad, why wouldn't you hear something about your father? Like they're the angels and guides and universe and energy or whatever you're connecting with are going to give you what you need. And part of this whole mindset ego that prevents us from getting the best experience is saying, I've got limits on who, what, where, when, and how this is all going to happen. So getting outside of that is definitely going to give you, give you a way better experience as well as connecting you to the things that you need, not necessarily the things that you are hoping for or wanting to have happen as well. Don't forget every human has different experiences. So if the psychic in front of you does not know anybody in the world with the name, you know, Zara. I'm just using an example. And the and then the spirits or the energy are giving you a Z or a Z sound or R sound or R, it ends with a, there's an R and an A in it. And the psychic is doing their best to try to say it sounds like or looks like. You have to also be aware that the psychic uses their, you know, I'm going to say thesaurus or dictionary or stockpile of resources and signs and symbols that they've created over time. And a lot of times I know for myself, if I know someone in my life with the same name, I'll be able to get it no problem. But otherwise I'm going to say starts with sounds like, you know, because I don't have that experience. So if you're asking, I'm going to go back to the pink underwear. If you're asking a psychic to tell you a sign or give you that code word, but that psychic has never experienced that or understands it in a way that they have a psychic symbol for it, they're not going to get it. So you have to kind of have that open mind again and be like, okay, I asked my mom to talk about the Judy Bloom book today. I don't know why I picked Judy Bloom, but here we go. So <laughs> I asked my mom to talk about this today, except she didn't say Judy Bloom and name the title. But Amber kept talking about a book and she kept referencing a book by the, you know, and somebody with a J name. So that might be what you have to take as that psychic symbol of that message being delivered. So again, 
working with the awareness of what you have, as well as what the psychic has, there's also, there's also just like in every other thing in the world, there's some people that work together well, and there's some people that don't, and there are psychics out there for everyone. And there's also psychics and people that will connect that maybe just you know, energetically weren't a match. So when you pick your psychic, pick one that you are intuitively drawn to that you feel good about. Yes. Of course, like Liz, you said references and people telling you great things about people, but that's their experience. Somebody could have an experience that they loved because their energy came and was open and they, they were ready, willing, and able to do this session where if you come and you're, uh, you know, you're constricting your energy, you may have a whole different experience. So yes, testimonials are amazing, but you also have to pick intuitively. I pick my food that way. So you should definitely pick a psychic that way. So that's kind of where I'm going with, with all of this is there, yes, there are psychics that may not be doing cool things out there. And those people definitely, you will know the difference between someone who's just, I'm not really picking up what they're putting down or it took me too long. I had to go home. And then a month later, like, you know, Liz, again, you were saying in your experience, like, you know, a couple months later, this person comes back. This happens to me all the time where someone will say, oh my God, Amber, I have to tell you, I saw you last year. And when you were telling me all this stuff about what was going to be happening in my future, I could not wrap my brain around how that would even come up in my life because I was like, so focused on this. I had no idea what you were talking about. So I was like, I went home and told my mom, I'm like, she's crazy. (laughs) she's crazy. I was with her until she said that. And when she said that, I was like, what? But anyways, she books again. And of course, or calls or emails, right? Oh my goodness. I have to tell you when you said this, I couldn't believe it or see it. And now of course it's all happened. And sometimes the language that I use in a session, and I know you ladies will too. Sometimes the language is different than language I would use. And so that's how I know too, like, okay, they must need me to say certain words or certain things or the certain way. So they will also, clients will also come back later and say, like, it was like verbatim. What you said, they would say it was verbatim. And I said, well, I figured because I wouldn't have ever said it that way. Like, I don't use that type of language. And I'm not talking foul language. I'm just saying like, you know, an old saying or slang in some way, right? Just different than I would talk. But these are the things that I've noticed in, in terms of somebody saying, oh man, that psychic sucked. And then my original response, my always response is, hey, how was your energy? Did you have an expanded awareness? Did you feel connected to this psychic? Did you research this psychic? And what are your belief systems on this process anyway? How did you feel all of that played into your experience? And would you try it again? And that's where I'm at. Exactly. Amber, you said that so well, because I do believe it's all about setting these expectations. You know, when we talked about when she did this reading for this woman, and this woman said, Oh, my God, you're crazy. You know, I think sometimes it's to set that expectation. And Liz, you probably do it now. But, you know, telling the person today, I'm going to be telling you things that you know, you may not be able to relate to, but keep an open mind, as you've mentioned, um, Amber, and, you know, make notation of this, because this may be happening in the next two to three years, I usually, and when I do a reading, I tell people I see usually about six to eight months ahead for certain things with this, I'm going to tell you this is this time frame. But you're right, sometimes we don't have the time frame, we just have the information. 
what you've mentioned, Amber, is so beautiful. Do your research on your psychic so that you have the right expectations when you go in. It's all about, you know, your perception as well. If I'm going to see a medium, but I wanted a psychic reading, I might think that person was terrible, but really, am I being fair to that person? And the other thing is, tell them I do this, I don't do that. And a lot of people say, no, no, Jay, I want you to do this. No, I don't do that. You have to be very clear and very fair, firm and friendly. So the thing is, make sure that you set you know, your, your rules and regs and that you're very clear with people as to what you do and what you don't do. Ladies, this is so awesome. I really love this conversation because the, the thing is you're going to have certain psychics that do suck, but again, I think it all has to do with that perception. Just a real quick, um, shout out to everybody who, who works in this industry that when we have clients like the one I explained earlier, it's not, it's not the universe trying to stop you from doing what you're doing. It's, it's literally a lesson, right? That was a huge boost in confidence for me when, when I did get the phone call coming back. And I've learned from that day forward that I have to just trust what I'm being, what I'm being shown to give it. I just give it. I let it land. If, if there's complications or, or problems or challenges around it, I try to express it in a, in a way during the reading, but I don't get hung up the way I used to uh, after that reading for that three month period. It really stressed me out. I thought, oh my gosh, I'm not going to do this anymore. And I just want to, I want to make sure that all the light workers out there know that that kind of thing will possibly happen to you and you're going to survive it. It's okay. It's okay. Keep going is what I want to say. Keep going. Don't give up. That's awesome, Liz. And it's so true. And with that being said, you know, we help light workers overcome these barriers and we help you with the confidence and the knowledge that you need to do that perfect and wonderful reading for your clients. Visit us at the psychicassociates.com for more information on our courses and also our coaching.